Well, I'm humbled to be here today. You make me feel honored. And you know, it's all about God. It's not about Rita, but it's about the God we serve. And this morning, I just want to tell you that I am so thankful to this church for your prayers. My goodness, this is a step of faith for me this year because a year ago, I could not even get out of bed. And this trip to Mobile, my doctor said, we're going to see how you do traveling in the States. My sister, Arlene, was kind enough to drive me and be here with me this weekend. And she was also my nurse when I was laying up. She came and stayed with me and took care of me. And I just praise God for my sister. And you know... I thank God for this church and your support. You mean you are the heroes because you help, and I give God the praise. And I also want to say that you can tell now that Robert wasn't making me up. (laughs) I really am in flesh. So I know he has been kindly. One man told me this morning that he's been your cheerleader, you know. So thank God for Mr. Robert. He has been a blessing. And another friend of mine that's been there in Romania, Don, I, I appreciate all of these people that has been there. Brandon and Mary, goodness, it's like being home to me. But I just wanted to, first of all, catch you up. I do have some brochures later if anybody wants the prayer cards and the brochures. The prayer cards is just to put me in your Bibles and pray for me. And the poem on there is a poem that I wrote. I think Claudia has read that poem several times. And it's a poem that I wrote after seeing a shepherd out in the field. I love watching the shepherds in Romania and uh, going and near their flocks and just taking pictures. And I had the opportunity of speaking with this shepherd. And and when I got back home one evening, God just kindly put that poem in my... It's not a poem, it's just Rita's writing <laughs> uh, in my spirit. And I just hand it out to everyone as when I go to churches because it's special to me. But this morning, I want to catch you up on my life as a missionary. Many of you don't personally know me and what I've gone through to become a missionary. I'm an independent missionary that's, uh, when I first started feeling God's call into Romania, I went to my pastor, which in 1993, I felt the call. And I told my pastor, I said, Pastor, I know I have been doing home missions, and I have been going on on uh, mission trips here with my church, but I honestly feel called to foreign missions. And I feel God's putting that in my spirit. And my pastor looked at me and he said, Rita, I don't think you're material for foreign missions. I do not think that's where God would want you, and I do not think that you're educated enough to be in foreign missions. And that hurt me, but you know, I said, God, I know what I've heard, and if you want me there, then you will make a way. One of my favorite scriptures was Psalms 25, 4 and 5. Many of you may know it. Show me your ways, O Lord. Teach me your paths. 
Guide me in your truth, Lord, and guide me, for you are God my Savior and my hope is in you all day long. And I quoted that scripture over and over and over. And finally, I hated school when I was a kid, I will admit. My sister can tell you I was spoiled and I did not like school. And I would do anything I could to not attend school. And so when I heard the Holy Spirit tell me, you've got to go back and get your GED and you've got to go to college, I fought God. And I said, God, I am not going to do that. If that's what it is required of me, no, Lord, I'm not going to do it. And then, you know God, he always wins. So anyway, I went back, and it's amazing how God put teachers in my path. And everywhere I went, I went on more missions trips. Guess what I was roomed with? A teacher. You know, and so God began to teach me that if I trust in Him, He can do all things. And I went on a mission trip. My boss actually paid for me to go on a Maryland Hickey European mission trip. And I'd never done that in my life. I had never flown overseas in my life. And so anyway, I went and that's when I met this missionary in Romania. Out of 200 people that was on that trip, this missionary came in the dining hall to my table, called me out, and he gave me a card, and he said, the Holy Spirit told me he was calling you to Romania, and I want you to call this number when you get back home. God will make a way. Sure enough, it was my missions office, Calvary Ministries, that was he, this, the pastor of the, our mission office is a retired missionary from Kenya, and he felt called to help other missionaries that felt that they were called to foreign missions, but no one would help them. And he is the one that mails my newsletters out. He's the one that does all of my financial reports for me. Uh, he handles everything. The good part about him is that every penny that is sent to my missions board goes to Romania. He never charges me a dime to do my missions outreach for me. Because he said, I know, I know the value of every penny on the mission field. So I praise God for not taking me through the other courses because they would take a percentage. And God put me in the right path at the right time. But how on earth did I get there? <laughs> That's the hardship. Many of you may say, I, you know, Miss Rita, I love adventure. I was not that person. In fact, I was a daddy's girl, and I never wanted to leave Chilton County, Alabama. I was satisfied with being home. But all of a sudden, it was like God was teaching me about adventure. And in 1994, uh, 90, 98, I'm sorry, that's when I left for Romania. 1998, God radically changed my life, <laughs> and that I left Clanton, Alabama, 
with seven boxes, not knowing where I was going other than the city, Cluj-Napoca. I did not know where I was going to live. I did not know the language. I didn't know anything other than God. And this crazy little Alabama girl that was raised on a farm all of her life suddenly said, God, I will trust you to make a way. And my life, he has shown me daily that that's all it takes is trust in God. Eighteen years now has passed and I have been on the mission field for that long, for 18 years. And I have seen the glory of God work in our lives and in the ministry's life. We are now unapproved in 1999. I opened the Humanitarian Foundation. It's in Romania, approved by the Romanian government. God put me in the path of many Romanian official officials and lawyers and everybody that would help me. And so we formed the Humanitarian Foundation, Fundatia Kalia Adevolui. That means in English, way of truth. We have had some slack on that name, but God named that foundation because he wanted truth going out from it. In 1994, I was sitting in a Baptist church in Verbena in Clanton, Alabama, and I heard before I left and finished my schooling, this is how it started. I heard, sitting watching a friend of mine invited me to a Christmas program. And I was sitting in the back, and in the middle of that Christmas program, all of a sudden it was like, I was taken to my own little world and I heard, Rita, do you love me? And I said, yes, Lord, I love you. The second time, just like Peter, you can see that in, in John 21, 15 through 17. The second time I heard, do you love me? I said, yes, God, I love you. And the third time I heard, Rita, do you truly love me? And I knew the third time something was up with God. And I said, God, you know I love you. What are you wanting of me? And that's when I heard, I want you to feed my sheep. I want you to go. And I want you to trust me. And in that time, I surrendered. And I said, God, okay. School was a breeze. Do you know God even helps you cheat on tests? <laughs> I was amazed at God. You know, all he said is, love me and trust me. I was sitting and I knew not one thing about computer. When I was going back to school, I knew not one thing. Well, the only thing my missions director had told me is, Rita, you've got to know computer because we've got to communicate. And so I started taking these computer courses in school, and I did not know the second one of those computer courses was programming. And I was like, you've got to be kidding me, God. 
me programming? And so we went in. I went through that whole course. I can tell you I did not learn one thing. I didn't. I looked at that computer and I just stared at it constantly. The final day for our finals to come that we had to print the program out to pass the test, I sat at that desk and I said, God, you know what? how important this grade is. And God, if I flunk this test, this is going to be your honor. <laughs> it's not going to be on me. It's going to be on you, God. All of a sudden, I didn't really mean to do it, but my hand fell down on the computer's keys, the keyboard, and it started printing my my test out. The teacher got up and picked up me. He said, are you already finished, Rita? I said, I guess so. <laughs> and so he looked at it and he said, I can't believe this. This is a perfect grade. <laughs> That's what God does. <laughs> oh, goodness. It was God that was perfect. It wasn't me. <laughs> but I thought, okay. He says, all right, you've done it. You're, you're free to go. I was like, thank you, God, for getting me out of this class. You know? <laughs> Needless to say, when I got to Romania, I had to learn computer. Uh, because there was no one else there to teach me, you know. So you either get on it and learn it, or else you're in the out in nowhere land and can't communicate. But anyway, that's one of my stories. The other one is is that, of course, following God, and God opened up doors that were so mighty. Within a week of arriving in Cluj-Napoca, Romania. I went at a hotel, had $200 by faith. I left on $200. I also, within a week, got an email from my missions director saying, you got a promise of $200 more, Rita. You will have $400 a month. And I was like, well, praise God, $400 a month. And it went a long way. You know, then it did. Now, Pastor Stan, it don't go anywhere. You know, but... Then it went a long way. And I was amazed at how this one guy that I had met on a mission trip came all the way from Broadshaw, and he helped me get set up. And in one week, we found a house. It was a little house. That's where you came, that little house, when Pastor Stan first came and he, he met me. It was tiny quarters, and it was just right for us, you know. But anyway, God opened the door, and we began the ministry when Dotsia Kalia Dever Louis. You know, God, He requires faith. I looked up faith last week when I was studying and preparing, and I didn't look it up in the Bible because I knew what the Bible said. I looked it up in the dictionary, and I said, I just really want to know what the dictionary says about faith. And here's what I found. It says, faith is confidence or trust in a person or thing 
are the observance of an obligation from loyalty. And I thought, God, that is so true. It is an obligation when we say that we love the Lord to us to show that love back to Him. He doesn't require anything of us but obedience. The Bible tells us that. That's what He requires of us, to walk obedient to our God. I was satisfied. My kids were already in college and finished school before I left for Romania. I left when I was 40 years old. Some of you teenagers, you can do the math. I left when I was 40 years old in 1998. I've been there 18 years. Now you can figure my age. So (laughs) anyway, God had a way of showing me that through my life, all he wanted was obedience from me. And that if I was obedient, he would do the rest. And all he required was surrender. You know, and I find that that's many things that many of us have trouble with, is total surrender. But to me, I'm not ashamed to raise my hand and say, God, I love you, and I surrender to whatever path you want from me, whether it's still yet here in America or yet to get on the plane and go back. God, whatever that path is, I'm ready. All I want to do is be in your your perfect plan. And it's not it's not that hard because God says in his word in Jeremiah 29:11, I know the plans I have for you. Plans to prosper you and give you hope in a future. As paraphrasing in my words, but you can read it yourself. You know, to me, that was words of faith. I had this uh, bunches of scripture. And when I was going through preparing for Romania and studying, and my last course was going to Ocala, Florida and finishing my mission school, my, my task was I always knew I was like Paul. I was the less, and I couldn't do it. I was sitting there praying just now, and I said, God, I still can't do this. You have to speak what you want the people to hear, and you have to open their hearts to hear, because I cannot do this. And that's my life with God. I cannot do anything without God. And Paul even told us that, that every day he must decrease and God must increase in our lives. And I went around all the time because I was felt like I was not qualified material to do mission work. I went around all the time going, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I can do this, God, with your help, but it's only through Christ strengthening me. I went around quoting Jeremiah, uh, Zechariah 4, 6, not by might, not by power, but by your spirit, saith the Lord. These were scriptures that taught me faith. I went around quoting Psalms that I've already told you is one of my favorite scriptures. I quote that all the time, even today. 
I did what Pastor Larry told us in Sunday school this morning. I put on that armor of God every day (laughs) because I knew I needed that protection and I needed to cover myself in the blood of Jesus Christ daily. And I still do that every day. I go, God, I put on that that helmet of salvation. I put on that belt of uh, truth. I put on the breastplate of righteousness because, God, it's in you. David did not conquer Goliath in his own power. The Word says he conquered Goliath in God's strength and power. And even though men said, you will never walk on foreign land, when you see the video, it will explain it all. <laughs> because what man says is impossible. God says it's possible. You know, that pastor, after two years, when I first went to Romania, I stayed two years and never come back home for that whole two years. I was getting everything set up. And... Yes, I miss my family. I have four, three sisters. And of course, I'm the baby. So that's why I'm spoiled. So anyway, I miss my mama. I had two children. I miss my two children. But you know, God gave you peace. And He gave you comfort. And when I left, I was like, God, I, I, I don't know what to do. But you do. And he did. And you know, I learned in obeying God and listening to his scripture that if we have faith, this is what faith does. And this is what I've learned personally. If we have faith, as the Bible teaches us to have, faith brings forth trust. And trust brings forth confidence. Confidence brings hope. And hope, things not seen. And that's where I was. I was at a place where I was in the unknown. And I had no other but God to depend on. And you know, sometimes He puts us there in those things that we do not know the answers to. We don't know what's going to happen. And we don't know the outcome. But He makes a way and He shows us and He prepares them for us. Also, recently, I was asked in the, when I was going through all of my medical issues, you know when you're sick, you get down? Am I the only one? I hope I'm not. You get depressed. And you're thinking, God, this is just not working. My body has done, went through too much now. I think this is time for this to stop, you know. And you start talking to God like that and you start saying, okay, God, here I am. I'm up in age now. Let's just let the Romanians take this over. Better yet, if we want, if you think it's okay, God, you know, I'm giving him these options. <laughs> if you think it's okay, God, then let, we can just close the ministry. You know, all of this was going through my mind because my body was just rock bottom with sickness. Suddenly, one morning, I was reading my devotional, 
And of course, God shows up again and he goes, I called you to lead the life that I have assigned you and to be content with that life. Beware of comparing your situation with that of someone else and feeling dissatisfied because the compare of the comparison. Whoa, that was enough. He couldn't have said anything else, you know. Instead, make every effort to accept as your calling the life I have assigned you. If I have called you to a situation. I will give you everything you need to endure and even to find the joy in the midst of it. Learning to be content is both a discipline and an art. You train your mind to trust my sovereign ways with you yielding to my mysterious ways and my infinite knowledge. Search for me in every detail of your day. Is that not like God? He comes back and he says, it's just trust in me. That's what I require. My life has been that with God for the last 18 years. And the reason I tear up is not because I'm sad. It's that I've seen so much of God. I've seen miracles. I've seen babies delivered from poverty, as you will see on the video. I've seen lives transformed like Monica that was living in an orphanage. And suddenly, we found her again. And her life has been totally transformed and living in Clanton, Alabama, and she has a little girl named Emma, and Emma calls me Nana. So <laughs> anyway, so many things I could say. I've been arrested in Romania. <laughs> that wasn't easy. I've been interrogated for 18 long hours on a Saturday morning because they told me that the babies, we were, we were the foreigners that was taking the babies and selling them for baby parts. And I said, you got to be kidding me. Do I look like a person that will kill a baby for their parts? And they said, we don't know. We're going to find out. So I was interrogated for 18 hours, longest 18 hours I ever had. In my life, I was like, God, I was getting so tired, I was speaking Romanian, my translator was speaking English. Yeah. <laughs> That's what you call tired, that had to be God. Yeah. But suddenly, I heard every answer to every question behind me. It was like Jesus himself was sitting behind me, giving me the answers. Don't bow, just listen. And do you know, I worked through that, and I'm thinking, whoa, that wasn't so bad, God. <laughs> we made it, you know. And sure enough, we were bugged. Our, our telephones was bugged for so long. The FBI was following us and coming to our house. And 
You know, and so we got this uh, system going. We thought, well, they don't hear about Jesus one way or another. <laughs> so every time we, we would call, we had two offices then. We had one in Clujnapoca and one in Zalo, where Barbara Caver was taking care of the Center for Chosen Children. And every time we'd call the phone over there, we'd start saying, Barbara, did you know that Jesus died for your sins and that if you will ask him to forgive you of your sins through the blood of Jesus Christ, he will save you? And Barbara was go, no, how does that happen? What scripture? <laughs> it was funny. God did, God did a work. You know, it wasn't long. Those FBI left us alone. So... <laughs> Uh, but God is amazing. What I'm trying to say is God is so amazing. If any of you doubt God, don't doubt. Because I was raised by a farmer. We were poor, poor little barefooted girls. My dad and mom had four girls. My dad says, God, I guess you're not going to give me a boy, so I'll teach these girls to work. So we were working on the farm, toting fertilizer. That was, that was my life. But you know what? I loved that life. And you know, God sometimes, I feel like that person like David, ever, the, they were wanting all the other brothers to become king, but God went out in the middle of the pasture and found David. I feel like that person sometimes because I was sitting in little Maplesville, Alabama. Nobody knew me other than my family, and God says, I want you to go. And I did, and God worked. And I have been so blessed to see God work in my life. I thank God for every miracle, the funding, we were praying for our house because I started getting so many volunteers coming. We had not room for them. We got started getting so much humanitarian aid shipments that we didn't have room for them. Uh, the shipments, and we were praying for the house. God, provide us a house. I did not have any money at that time, and but God said, we'll start searching for one. If you want one, go out by faith and start searching. So I did, and I found the one I wanted. It's the foundation center on the video. And I said, God, that's what I want. That's the one I want. It's got a big backyard, and those kids can get out there and just run around in that backyard. And the guy was wanting a 120000 for the property. I was like, Lordy mercy, I've never had... Had a hundred and twenty dollars, a thousand dollars come through my hand, but all of a sudden I was walking out of the door and I heard, offer him thirty-five thousand. I was like, I went in my own little world and I was like, God, I don't have thirty-five thousand. How can I offer him thirty-five thousand? He said, offer him thirty-five thousand cash. Right now, I turned around and I looked at the man and I said, I give you 35000 cash today. I added today to it. <laughs> and then suddenly I was like, what did you do? <sighs> of course, being Romanian, Romanians are very aggressive. Ah, no! 
you just offended me. No, this house is worth more than that. Within a week, he was calling me. And he said, is that offer still open? And I said, 35000 for the house? And he said, yes. And I said, yes, sir. It's still open. I still didn't have no money. And he said, I'll take it. And I said, really? And he was like, I will take it. You want to meet tomorrow? I was like, oh, dear Lord. Tomorrow? Suddenly, you know, it's eight hours difference in time. At two in the morning, my time, my missions office was working. My pa- the pastor over the missionary um, office called me at two o'clock in the morning. He says, "Rita, what on earth have you been doing?" I said, "Nothing, sir. I've just been working." And he goes, "What have you been praying for?" I said, "A house." And he says, "How much do you ask for?" And I said, "Thirty-five thousand." And I said, "If it's a little more, I won't mind." <sighs> he goes. You just got a check in the office today for (laughs) $40,000. Praise God. (laughs) Oh, that was so awesome to me. God is able. That's what I want to tell you. God is able. Rita's not able. You're not able. But God is able. And if our faith is there enough, God will work. And that is my, my message this morning, Pastor as that faith will move mountains. As that song said, Brandon, that touched me. Mountains will be moved. And do not let man say you cannot be anything different. If God says you can use, if God says you can do it, He will do it. If God says you're 40 years old and He wants you somewhere else, He will do it too. You know, but faith is the answer. Trust and confidence in God. And as you look at the video, I'm not going to say anything, but it kindly explains. Uh, it goes into 2015 first to 2016. The girl that's back with me now, of course, Trudy still volunteers. Uh, she's went to college and working in a public school most of the time now, but she volunteers when she can. We have other staff now. I hired five staff last year. Can you believe that? I've never had five on staff, you know. And so praise God. But God is able. But 2015 to 2016 will be first. It will be kind of like an overview. I wanted you to see what happened to get us started. An overview of 18 years. Church, may God bless you and may God always keep you is my prayer. God bless you.